Remember when we said that personality tests weren't inspired? Well, this one is. Welcome to the podcast, and today we're going to start things off way differently than we have before. That's right. We are going to have a brand new segment, one of the first of many new segments to just mix things up a little bit. And our new segment today is called Minute Memoirs. Yeah. And Zach is going to have to go first. Oh, I'm going first. You're going first. Fun. So every once in a while, we will throw out these minute memoir situations. And what's going to happen is I'm going to give Zach a character from the Bible. And he has 60 seconds to tell me the events of that person's life as if he were that person. So a first person rundown of the major highlights of your life. Are you ready for this? No. This is going to be fun. <laughs> So your minute memoir today is going to be concerning the Do life. Do you have a timer, by the way? Ah, a timer. What did I say? Like, I do, of I course. I could just ramble on. Everyone has timers nearby. You have 60 seconds. Have I told you who it is yet? No. Oh, that would probably be helpful. <laughs> your minute memoir is going to be on the life of David. Okay. On your mark, get set, go. I always knew I was born for greatness. I was going to be the greatest shepherd of all time. But God had a different plan. He sent his prophet. He anointed me king, which didn't make very many people happy, especially the current king, Saul. He decided to uh, attack me on multiple occasions, threw a couple spears, chased me across the country. It was a great time. His son, Jonathan, was my best friend. He also threw some spears at him. And uh, eventually... God took care of it, and he made me the actual king of Israel. Then, after following God and being called a man after God's own heart for so long, I gave in to adultery. And, uh, and because of that, it set up a whole chain of events that basically were just filled with family drama. But it ended with my son Solomon taking over the throne. And that's your time. Wow. Did it. Did it. <laughs> that was not bad, actually. I, for a minute there, I was wondering if you were going to get to the, to the big, you know, change of events, but you did it. You did it. Never. I should have never, never doubted. Never doubt me, Adam. Wow. Well done. A successful minute memoir on the life of David. All right. Well, now we got that out of the way. It's time to get into <laughs> the real subject matter for today. And we're still talking about personalities. We spent a lot of time last week. A lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> Way too much time. A record-breaking amount of time for this podcast. Wow. Uh, dealing with uh, personality types, our own personality types, and then a little bit of time at the end talking about what does that mean and what do we do with all that information. And we mentioned that you know personality tests are not considered you know inspired and that we shouldn't rely too heavily on them for direction for our life though they do help us to learn things about ourselves which helps us with interpersonal relationships and you know just being careful about our own weaknesses and proclivities and all that but there is technically a personality test if you want to call it that that is inspired because it comes from the book of proverbs and we we introduced that a little bit at the end of the last episode and god has a very different way of of distinguishing personality types than 
Myers-Briggs or Enneagram, um, they're all going to be delineated based on how they respond to him and to his word, and then to a lesser degree, but still important, how they interact with each other. So it's still some of the core uh, principles that that would be considered in a personality test. But the primary issue is, what is your response to God? And so we're going to dive into the book of Proverbs and just throw out a bunch of the different verses that introduce us to those four different personality types that you would find if you read through the book. And they're not the only people that are mentioned, but over and over again, these come up. So the four, what are the four personality types in Proverbs? You might be asking, well, Zach knows. (laughs) You have the wise, you have the fool, you have the simple man, and you also have the scorner. Those are four personalities, four people that are constantly mentioned in the book of Proverbs. There are many verses that refer to one of them um, in, in almost every chapter, I'm sure. Yeah, there's one of a lot. them or more than one of them is mentioned. So Yeah, I mean the wise person especially gets mentioned all throughout Proverbs because the whole book is about wisdom and, and how to be a wise person. But the wise person gets, you know, compared to all these different ones. And so a lot of what you're gonna find in Proverbs are these short verses of, of parallel statements or or comparison and contrast. And that's how we get to figure out what makes a wise person wise and a foolish person foolish and so on. Um Let me give you the very basic summary of what distinguishes these four people, and then we're going to start reading some of the verses that that have brought us to that kind of conclusion. So here's the way I want you to think about it. The wise person is primarily concerned about what God thinks. That's what makes him wise, and we'll read some verses in a moment, but that's the big takeaway from this. Uh, The fool, as compared to the wise person, he doesn't care about what God thinks. That's just a simple statement for him. In fact, it's in Psalms where we find the statement, the fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. So the extreme of foolishness is no regard for God whatsoever, even his existence. But you can act like a fool by disregarding God's words and God's counsel. The simple person, on the other hand, he's too concerned about what everyone else thinks. And then you have the scorner who cares only about what he or she thinks and judges everyone else based on that standard. So that's kind of the simple way to break down how we would, you know, recognize one of these four character traits. And we want you to do some thinking today. Take this test along the way and and ask yourself, you know, am am I a wise person or am I acting foolish? Am I being a scorner? Or... Am I acting like the simple man? Because we can, we can find ourselves in these different categories. So let's start with the good one, the primary one. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the wise person. There are several verses. I mean, it's hard to narrow down out of the book of Proverbs. What are the verses that describe the wise person? But we've chosen some. So, um, Zach, why don't you read some of them here? Sure. Just like a few of them? Or as many as... There's not too many there, I don't think. There's but 15 verses. No. Just, <laughs> All right. Just be wise about it. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> so the first verse we got written down is Proverbs 1.5. It says, A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. So basic explanation for that, a wise man is going to be someone who listens, and then whatever he hears, he's going to learn from. Um, this kind of parallels what James says about being swift to hear and slow to speak and slow to wrath. Someone who's wise is not going to respond first. He's not going to cut somebody off in a conversation when maybe they're giving some kind of criticism or maybe they're giving something that he thinks he already knows. 
um, a wise person is going to listen and then try to see what they can learn from it. Yeah, and I think it's helpful as we go through all these verses under each category to try to find the common threads like that one. The way that, that a person responds to instruction, whether it's positive or negative, you know, even discipline, says a lot about which of these categories they'll fall into. In Romans 9 uh, verses... Proverbs, Romans, yeah. my bad. <laughs> Proverbs 9, Proverbs 9, 8, uh, verse, verses 8 through 10, it says, Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love thee. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will yet be wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. So we even kind of get a picture of the scorner here, a yeah. little comparative. Um, so a wise man is going to um, respond properly to instruction, more than just, you know, the process of learning something from what you're hearing, but even when he's criticized for something, even when he's maybe messed up and someone is having to say, hey, listen, we can't do that this way, or hey, I think you were wrong when you did this, a wise man is going to respond to that properly and actually take that into account, think about it, learn about it. Meanwhile, a scorner is not going to. You're going to rebuke a scorner. You're going to say, hey, I don't think you should have done that. And they're going to respond with hate. They're not going to want to talk to you anymore. So that's another picture of the wise man. Yeah. And this passage is so important, not just for discussing, you know, the first of the categories, but all of it. And we, we might come back to it, but I'll say it here. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So whenever we're asking the question, you know, how can I be wise or what makes a person wise? It's, it's about whether or not he fears God. And that means that he cares most about what God thinks. That is a, a recurring theme that we find here. Moving on to Proverbs fourteen sixteen, It says, a wise man feareth and departeth from evil, but a fool rageth and is confident. So now we're kind of getting a picture of how a wise man responds to, you could say, temptation or yeah. sin. So a wise man, when he's confronted with evil, when he's confronted with a temptation, he runs. He doesn't say, oh, I'm strong enough to handle it. I'm ready to face this. I'm going to go headlong into it like the fool who just, he's confident. And he's marching right into it. And, and confidence in the face of temptation sounds like a good thing. Yeah. But, but the point here is that a wise man understands that being as far away from sin and as far away from temptation as possible is the best position to be in. And I think of Joseph yeah. when, when he was tempted with Potiphar's wife. And, and he left his coat. She had grabbed him by the clothes. And he left him behind and ran away. That's the reaction of a wise man. Yeah. And the, the confidence that the fool has here is, is a confidence in himself, and that's the problem. If it were confidence in God, that's one thing. Right. But confidence in yourself, that always leads to destruction. Yeah. And there's but, one more verse here, I think. Yeah, there's one there at the bottom, uh, Proverbs 17.10. It says, A reproof entereth more into a wise man than an hundred stripes into a fool. So a, a, a soft reproof, someone saying, you know, here's some correction, here's some instruction to a wise man, is going to be responded better than if a fool were to be beaten for it, basically. You know, a fool is messed up, and you can be as hard on him as possible, but he's not going to learn. Meanwhile, a wise man will not have to take as much of a beating, <laughs> as much of uh, coercion to listen. He's going to respond properly to that. Yeah, that's a, that's a really vivid description. <laughs> so the wise man is most concerned about what God thinks. He will listen to God and to godly 
counsel. The fool, on the other hand, now we already learned a lot about the fool because he's constantly being compared to the wise man. So we already know a little. But the fool, as we said, has no concern for what God thinks or what, what godly counselors think. Like in Proverbs 10.23, it is, a, it, is, it is a sport. That's an interesting phrase. It is as sport to a fool to do mischief, but a man of understanding hath wisdom. So the fool uh, thinks it's fun to get into trouble or to cause trouble, whereas the wise man or the man that is full of understanding is going to try to avoid trouble and try to avoid conflict. And that's another thing that we're going to see throughout the list that, you know, some personality types are, you know, enjoy conflict and that's not a good thing. Some run from it without trying to resolve it, which is also not the best thing. Um, the best thing is really to, is to be a peacemaker. But the, the fool is just going to run headlong into all kinds of conflict and mischief because he enjoys it. And I think this probably also hints towards someone who doesn't think about what they're doing. Someone who just sees something, thinks it's going to be fun, and just runs into it. Meanwhile, a wise man is going to think about what's going on and say, ah, it's not the best choice. Or you think, you know, I can have fun in a better way. It's not going to cause trouble or hurt somebody. Yeah, it comes down to thinking through what you're doing. If we went back to Proverbs 4, which is such an important chapter for us at Keep Your Heart, and when it talks about how to guard your heart, it talks about thinking about your steps before you take them and being careful to avoid the temptations and trouble that could come in your path. Speaking of vivid descriptions like we had a minute ago, this is one that's really gross, but this is the description of a fool according to Proverbs 26 and verse 11. As a dog returneth to his vomit, so a fool returneth to his folly. Mm. That's gross. Yes, it is. Have you ever seen a dog do that? I've seen dogs and cats. I've yeah. had many animals in my house over the years. Well, so have you. Yeah. So, so we it's both gross. get a vivid. Yeah, it's gross. It's... <laughs> but that's what that's what it's like for a, for a fool to keep going back to the same stupid thing he did before and do it over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just the same as a dog returning to his vomit. That's that's vivid. It's I... no good for you, <laughs> but you just can't help yourself but go back and fall into the same problem. Yeah. Uh, a couple more descriptions of the fool, Proverbs 28, 26. He that trusteth in his own heart is a fool. We, we already saw that, the idea of being confident in yourself. Uh, and then Proverbs 29, 11, A fool uttereth all his mind, but a wise man keepeth it in till afterwards. So there's a really interesting you know, uh, delineation between the two. The fool is going to say whatever he thinks. Have you, have you met the person that says whatever they think? I've met that person. <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> well, sometimes we can act foolish. That's the whole point. So it's a foolish thing to, to just say whatever comes to your mind without thinking. But it's wise to consider your words before you speak them because once they're out, there's no getting them back. Yeah, you can't get them back. I, I, it was either you or someone else that I know told me that one of their elementary teachers was teaching on that same concept of things that you do that you can't take back. And she was using a lot of object lessons, and one she used was a, was a toothpaste tube. Yeah. Because once you squeeze it out, I mean, she had laid out all these little tools you could use to try to get it back into the tube. But no matter how hard you try, yeah. there's still going to be a mess. Yeah, that's an important reminder for us because yeah. it, it's easy just to say it and not realize how destructive words can really be. Yeah. So that's the fool. That brings us to the simple man. Yes. Who Whose primary concern, again, is what other people think. So they're concerned with their image with um, the way they're viewed. Uh, So we got a few verses here. Proverbs 14, 15 says, The simple believeth every word, but the prudent man looketh well to his going. So just looking at this face value, thinking about someone who thinks too much of what others think, you hear somebody say, Oh, I don't like that shirt. 
a simple man says, oh man, I'm never, never wearing it again. Yeah, I'm never wearing that shirt ever again because even though it's the shirt that I like, they don't like it. So yeah. that's kind of a, a simple picture to look at for a simple man. Pun intended, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, the simple man is overly concerned with everyone else's opinion of him. And so he will change his direction based on what other people do, which can be can be a good thing if he's with good people. Yeah. <laughs> but if, but whatever crowd he's with, he's going to follow. We don't really use the terminology simple anymore. And what it, what it really means is to be gullible or naive, um, easily swayed. So that's what, what the Bible's talking about. Uh, brings us to Proverbs 19.25. Smite a scorner, and the simple will beware. And reprove one that hath understanding, and he will understand knowledge. Yeah, so you have them reacting to what happens to other people. So if you if the scorner says something, they're going to be with him, and then he gets you know he gets punished for it. And the simple's <laughs> like, oh, whoops, and will quickly change directions. He's really yeah. kind of unstable in that way. Which you've probably known people where you know maybe even you are saying something that you believe, and someone else agrees with you, and then you get punished for it because maybe it wasn't the best thing for you to do or say, and they're gone. You yeah. get the punishment, and they're like, mm, hands off, you know, we're not friends anymore. Yeah. And really, the next passage is kind of the same thing, but it says it a little differently. When the scorner is punished, the simple is made wise. So a simple man can be wise when he learns from other people's mistakes. So that's a yeah. good lesson for us. To, to yeah, learn. for sure. And that verse continues and says, And when the wise is instructed, he receiveth knowledge. Uh, Proverbs 22.3 says, A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on. And are punished. So again, paying attention to where you're going and what direction you are facing, a prudent man, a wise man, is going to see that something bad is going to happen, and he's going to address it. He's going to change direction. He's going to protect himself. Meanwhile, a simple man couldn't care less. <laughs> he's not looking forward to the future. He's he's stuck in the now. He's focused on the people he's around right now. And if it wrecks his life later, he just doesn't know. Yeah, he's not paying attention. The, the last verse is not going to actually mention simple, but I think it's an important verse and it kind of describes what the simple man's problem is. And we talked about how wisdom is being concerned about what God thinks. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. This is the contrast to that. In Proverbs twenty nine twenty five, the fear of man bringeth a snare. But whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. So fearing man or being overly concerned about what other people think is a trap. And it's one we fall into a lot. Uh, but it's not wise to put all of our stock in what other people think and what other people say. Our primary concern in everything we do should be, what does God think? Imagine how much different our lives would be if our main thought at any given time was, what does God think of this? That should be our driving motivation. So that's the simple man. He can get himself into trouble. He can get himself in the right place, depending on who he's with. But he needs to become a wise person who hears instruction and, and grows. So that brings us finally to the scorner. And his primary concern is what he or she thinks, and they're not afraid to say it. Uh, we've talked a lot about, about the scorner in other contexts because he keeps coming up. The first verse says something we've already dealt with. Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee. So they don't take rebuke, and that's, that's because they don't care what anyone else thinks. Yeah. Uh, but there's a lot of other things we've got here about the scorner. So let's read a few more, and then... Um, see if, what we can find out. Yeah, so in Proverbs 13, 1, it says, A wise son heareth his father's instruction, but a scorner heareth not rebuke. Again, just reiterating that if you rebuke, if you correct someone who's a scorner, they're not going to respond well. 
um, they're going to basically turn away and not listen. Uh, 21-24 says, Proud and haughty scorner is his name, who dealeth in proud wrath. So, that gives you a great picture of, um, of a scorner. Someone who is proud in their anger. Someone who responds. They say the first thing that comes to their mind, even if it rips someone to shreds, and they stand by it. They're not turning down. Even if you prove them wrong, a scorner is going to be proud in their anger. Um, they kind of let their emotions control them yeah. in that sense. Uh, next chapter, in 22.10, it says, Cast out the scorner, and contention shall go out. Yea, strife and reproach shall cease. Wow. <laughs> that <laughs> hurts. pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, so if you're a scorner and someone were to, to cast you out of the conversation, out of the friend group, out of the house, <laughs> contention and problems go with him. Um, so just kind of giving you a picture that a scorner can cause strife. A, a scorner is going to cause problems. And delight in it. Yeah. 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 So the opposite of what we mentioned earlier, you know, we should strive to be peacemakers, not people that run away from trouble uh, or, or that, or they're making trouble. The scorner is the one who's on that extreme. They're just ripping everything up. And then <laughs> finally, we've got Proverbs 24, 9. It says, the thought of foolishness is sin and the scorner is an abomination to men. Oh, that pretty much says it. A scorner is an abomination to men, something that, you know, is reprehensible in the sight of God, especially. So we don't want to be a scorner. I think we know that for sure. But like we've mentioned a couple of times already, it is possible, even as a believer, uh, to sometimes act like a scorner. And, you know, we can find ourselves so consumed with our own, our own image and our own thoughts that we would even go so far as to mock those who are trying to do the right thing, which is what the scorner is really most known for. And it's, it's a horrible place to find yourself, but you can find yourself there. And I think it's even easier than that to find yourself in the trap of the, of the simple man, just to be concerned with what other people think. And, you know, I'm not going to be a leader. I'm just going to follow what people are doing. And, you know, that's not, that's not the right way to be either. We want to be wise. And there's only one way to do that. That is to be most concerned with what God thinks. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And if you read the book of Proverbs, you'll find it's about listening to God, listening to his word, listening to godly counsels, uh, counselors, and, uh, and learning from all these different areas, including your own mistakes and others' mistakes. Always paying attention, always observing, always growing. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you for watching the video. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and we'll see you next time.